In this series, we set out to understand product brand on a deeper level. Brand is not just a logo, website, or a color palette. It's how your end user experiences everything related to your product. Andy Kennedy from Innovate Map shared with us how the brand encompasses more than just a logo or a website. As a listener, there's a few things to consider as you think about your brand. One, think about the entire customer experience. Two, what expectations am I setting with the digital brand experience? And finally, your brand tone of voice. One of the most compelling things Andy said relates to the business impact of brand. Do you care about your audience's opinion about your business? And if the answer to that, it's hard to say no to. If the answer to that is yes, then I would say brand identity design is the proven way to shape opinions. Like that's what its job is. Is it's it's not a full stop, right? Like brand identity design cannot all in one solve your PR problems, perception problems, but setting a correct foundation and using design to plant ideas in your audience's head so that they see you in a certain way. Andy gave a great introduction to the topic, taking us right into some use cases of how to think about product brand. For John Howell, formerly of Lyft, connecting product and brand should be an intentional effort as it speaks to the entire experience an end user has with your organization. He shared how a business can justify brand experience design, noting its impact on building trust and loyalty with its customers. So in part, we're trying to figure out how we can justify why brand experience design is important to our organization. And so one of those things is how can we build trust and drive preference, but also like ultimately creating affinity and, and loyalty uh, to create more loyal customers. And in doing so, if we're able to like identify a specific experience and I identify the emotional highs and lows uh, and find a place where we're able to lean in on a user's emotion, this is a way we can build trust and preference um, by creating a, a relationship with them. And how the affinity with your brand can be built by creating memorable moments throughout the brand experience. That's how you turn uh, great experiences into memorable experiences, like things that people didn't think about. Uh, a good example of this is like on Twitter, when it's your birthday, you know, there's balloons that flow up from the, the bottom of the screen, you're able to pop them. The same goes if you, you um, visit somebody's profile that it's their birthday. It's like that thing is not going to drive brand preference over time, but it's the thoughtfulness that a team focus their time on celebrating you and celebrating your birthday. And so people even share that. You go on, if you go on Twitter right now and you type in Twitter birthdays, you'll see screenshots of people celebrating the fact that Twitter gave me balloons for my birthday or where are my Twitter balloons? And so I think like looking at those small things that might have slipped through the cracks and figuring out how you can and build something that creates an emotional connection with users is like the secret sauce. Adam Stoddard of Basecamp echoed similar thoughts related to creating brand experiences with one additional component to consider, scale. As a designer and a developer team of one, moving quickly and efficiently is essential to creating lasting brand experiences. Because ultimately, like the, the best brand is the brand that you can reliably produce and, and achieve. Uh, you know, a, a really lofty, lofty goal that you can't actually reliably hit that doesn't work. He discusses the ways to keep efficiencies in mind when designing. So, and this goes for, for the Basecamp brand as well, but it's, so it's, it's things like what I described where it's like, you know, if we're making a new landing page, how easy is it going to be to create the assets that I need for this? Am I going to have to, am I going to have to tap in a contractor to produce something? Is it something we can do in house? And then there's the, the whole other side of, um, because I'm also the developer of all these websites. 
So um, there's also like, how does this translate to something that's efficient for the web? Because um, the websites we produce are very lean. And if you if you put hey through the Google Lighthouse scores, you'll see nothing but hundreds. And that's, a, you know, that's a very intentional thing. And again, like with these kind of blobby simple primitives, those translate really well to SVGs. Um, so they're they're small, they're light, I don't have to produce five different variations at uh, various densities and sizes. And it just, again, like streamlines this entire thing. And that's, I think that's one of the benefits of kind of how we approach design from this kind of uh, holistic perspective that you can kind of lose when you um, have specialists in these kind of little silos where, you know, typically a a brand designer isn't necessarily going to be thinking about how something they're producing might translate to an efficient web page further down the chain because that's so far removed from their area of expertise that it's just not even a thought. In thinking through how to apply some of Adam's insights to your organization, it's important to get feedback early instead of going off on design tangents. In his experience, the more rigorous and intentional you are up front, the less wasted time there is. When founders Priyanka Vazirani and Shannon Almeida joined the series, they shared how their brand played a role in disrupting the news industry with one key thing in mind, your brand will constantly evolve. It's never set. So I think for us, it's just that even after a year, you're never going to be perfect. It's never going to be completely done. Your brand always evolves. It's always going to be changing and you just have to adapt to the situation, whatever requires it. So I think that was, um, that's something for us that we learned the hard way a year on that it's never going to just be set from the beginning. You just have to keep reiterating, keep figuring out what works for you. Our last guest, Emily St. Dennis, head of platform at Female Founders Fund, provided a unique perspective from both her entrepreneurial journey of building a brand and also from the lens of a venture capitalist sharing what she looks for when considering companies to add to the portfolio. I would say a lot of what we do as such early stage investors is we're investing at the end of the day in a human being and an idea. And so a lot of times, you know, yeah, we'll see a deck, but many times there's nothing that's been built yet. Um, Sometimes there are communities that have traction and growth so we can get a sense of what the vision is, but it's incredibly important to us that the founder is, if they want to categorize themselves as a true operator and um, that's really what they're great at. They're great at ops. They're great at making things happen. They're incredible saleswomen. That's amazing. But we push very, very hard to have either a co-founder or one of the first hires be someone who can really think about brand for them. As we wrap the series, I think it's really cool to highlight another takeaway from Emily's interview. She phrased it as brand helps these early startups punch above their weight class. I love this. And I have said this to many people since Emily said this to us. And I think it's totally right. A really great brand. It makes you look more polished. It makes you look like you're farther along in your journey than you really are. This is one of my favorite takeaways. Yeah. And you don't really see it uh, happening that often at the VC level. Here in Indianapolis, where the show is headquartered, um, we have High Alpha, which is a venture capital firm that really focuses on design and we see them, I think in, in 2020, they uh, had 10 startups, at, at least 10. And everyone you look at, it looks really polished, but it's not just that it like punches above the weight class. It's also like as a potential buyer, um, I think the messaging resonates a lot better. I think it communicates what it does a lot better. There's less confusion when uh, you have good brand. I think that alone gives you a competitive advantage over others as well. 
So if you're listening to this series and want to understand more about product brand, you can join other product professionals at betterproduct.community. Over the next few episodes, we'll be highlighting innovative product companies that have recently launched new products. So for now, I'm Christian. And I'm Anna. And this is Be- Better, better, better products. products. I thought you were better. coming in there. <laughs>